Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoy our content, please click that subscribe button and turn on your ring notifications. Also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Our episodes come out every Monday at 8 p.m. and your support will go a long way. Before we head over to the podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to buy or sell your home or just curious about how much it's worth? Visit alessandrodevinohomes.com today. Working with Alessandra of Compass will give you the edge in navigating the real estate market. And by ASF Sports and Outdoors. ASF is your community hub for all your sporting goods. ASF Sports and Outdoors, expert advice every day. And now, let's head over to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today uh, on the Prep Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Devino, and I'm sitting here today with Mackenzie Pretty. Hi, Mackenzie. How are Hi, you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Uh, Mackenzie uh, joining us today. She's the assistant coach for Staples Girls Varsity. Uh, they've won back-to-back state championships, and she's been doing that for 10 years. Mackenzie has lived in Westport for 14 years, has three children, daughter Parker and sons James and Thomas. Uh, she is a Division One soccer player at Fairfield U for four years as starter and a co-captain. Led her team to three MAC championships and two double NCAA tournaments. She was also in 1999-2000 season uh, elected a female scholar athlete of the year, and that's across all sports, not just soccer. Member of the U.S. U19 U.S. Youth Sports Association National Championship team, also played Premier and ODP throughout middle school, high school, and college, going to two national championship Final Four tournaments at U17 and U19. Mackenzie grew up in Guilford, Connecticut, making all New England and all state women's soccer teams. She's a master fitness trainer, a push-up champion, and an interior designer at the GL Design Home. How does that sound? <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to it's, take in there. It's a great resume, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, it is really yeah, the so. And I, I want to kick off, uh, you know, ask you to talk a little bit about the girls' soccer team. You guys won back-to-back state championships. And, you know, when I think in town, when we think about the Staples girls, we think championships, we think winning. How, how, how does that feel? How is that coming about? And does it ever get old? Um, well, it definitely never gets old. Yeah, that's, it's, it's a, an incredible um, program to be a part of and the kind of the history and culture of winning that we've been able to create over the last 10 years. Um, is something that we're really honored and privileged to be a part of. But I, I think um, over the last 10 years, I think it's really um, been uh, the one thing that I'm so uh, proud of is the fact of like when I'm at, you know, because I, I live in the town that I yeah. coach, but I'll be at like Trader Joe's and, you know, just without out and about in the town and a parent will come up to me who's like a parent of a ball girl. And they'll be like, oh, my gosh, our, my, my girls, my daughters just loved coming and being a ball girl and being on the sidelines. So like, those are moments that, you know, the winning is like a really important and, you know, exciting moments to be a part of. But the kind of the, the community aspect of the high school girls, what they get to be a part of and the, the impact they have um, in the town is really cool. It is. And I do remember when I was, you know, coaching at, you know, rec and I would see the travel things. And it feels like you remember more of the things that are around the sport than the actual game itself, right? So little moments of the buzz ride, yes. things like that. Yeah. Talk about how this team has gelled and, and how they are off the field a little bit. Yeah. Um, to me, it feels like family, you know, and I, I think the same thing for Barry, too, being from Ireland. Um, but it's, you know, I, I, I've raised my family here in Westport. And for the last 10 years, my youngest son, he's... He's 14, so I mean, for ten for the last 10 years, he was just starting kindergarten when I started coaching. So, I think um, being a part of 
um, the, we call it the GSAC family. It's really just been an honor to be about it. And the girls themselves, they, they create that culture. You know, they're, I mean, the bus rides and the jokes and the banter um, and and how they get along on and off the field is really something special to be a part of. It is. And, you know, I know I've, I see a lot of stuff you guys have. Like when somebody scores, they always come to sidelines yeah. and they high-five the, the players yeah. on the side, right? That's pretty cool. But I want to touch on something that's I always feel it's interesting. You know, you guys are basically everyone's World Cup final. Mm-hmm. How do you guys handle that pressure game after game? And how do you, like, just stay motivated and, and let the girls think, hey, you know, they're coming in, but we got to keep strong? Yeah, it's um, it's not easy to for the girls to stay motivated on a day-to-day basis. And it's it's very different from when we first started coaching 10 years ago. We were kind of the underdog. And then now to be kind of the team that kind of has a target on their back, it's a very different um, way of approaching the games. I think the biggest thing that we try to um, hammer home with the girls is that, one, it's an honor and a privilege to wear the Staples jersey. Like, that, we want them to feel kind of the power that representing Staples High School has. So every time they put that jersey on and they step on the field, they know um, the level of intensity and commitment that they need to bring because it is truly a privilege to, you know, to play for our town. A hundred percent. And and I wanted you to talk to you. You mentioned playing for the town. You played ODP, you played club, you played everywhere. Right. Is it how different and how, I don't know if it's more rewarding or not, you can speak to that, playing for the town you grew up and you represent and versus playing for a club? Yeah, I think um, playing for your high school team is something that's really special. And I think, and hopefully I think you'll end up talking to some of the girls at different points in the season so you'll yeah. get a real vibe of it. But um, there's so much pride behind it, you know? And these are kids, too, that you play with that you've actually played rec soccer. One of the best yeah. parts, right, is like when we have the banquet at the end of the year and you see the seniors and they see all pictures of when they played with WSA <laughs> rec and, you know, they have like bows in their hair or, you know, and they're like yeah. all these goofy, silly smiles and um, arms around each other. So it's a moment that, you know, and especially I, I coached, especially last year, my daughter was a senior on the team. So... Mm-hmm. That senior class, I had coached them when they were in kindergarten at WSA for rec. So it's it's a lifetime for these girls yes. that they play together. And the fact that they can do it um, at the high school level is really special. It is. I mean, all I remember about rec is the first time I coached was a kindergarten game. Yep. And the night before, my co-coach and I were talking strategies yeah. for kindergarten. Because we, we never, and then we get there, and a dog walks in the field, and everybody chases the dog and forgets the ball. <laughs> That's right? So good. It's yeah. so it, it yeah. gives you an understanding of how far they've gone. Yeah. And yeah. and how those friendships remain, right? Yeah. I mean, that makes everything into the field, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it really is. That's that's part of that kind of that culture, that family that we really like to try to foster. It's amazing. Now, um, I did read an interview that you did in 2017 for Westport Moms. Oh, jeez. I did. <laughs> oh I, I did some work. Megan, I don't I know. know. It, it was really good. I, I felt like you were so honest on that interview. Yeah. And one thing that I think stuck with me, and I want to bring it up, is you talked about how sometimes we need to forgive ourselves when we make a mistake, Yeah. right? Yeah. And I feel like soccer is a sport that can be decided in a few seconds, right? Mm-hmm. It's one let down, something like that. But it's, you know, some people say it's a game of mistakes. I don't know if it's a game of mistakes, but it's more about, you know, kind of going to the next play. Mm-hmm. But can you explain a little bit on, on that interview when you said, you know, kind of forgiving yourself and how do you apply that to your coaching today? Yeah, that's so, that's really interesting. Um, I, I do. I think I think I I tend to hold myself or my family or you know to a really high standard, um, but yet at the same time I feel like I, I'm okay. I expect myself to make mistakes because I feel like I'm always as trying to hold yourself to a high standard. You're always trying to achieve more and 
kind of understand what that next level is and, and what is it that I can mm-hmm. do individually for myself or my team or my family to kind of be a better person or a better coach or a better mother, um, a, you know, a better teammate in my workforce. Like, how do I get to that next level? But there's no way I'm going to be able to get there unless I make mistakes along the way. And I think it's a hard, um, I think it's years of experience, like, failing at different things and then realizing that there's another side to it. You know, and I think with the high school girls, their span of life is so short right now that they don't get to see the other side of it, right? They don't don't necessarily understand like these little windows in time and points in time that when they fail that, hey, listen, that's actually going to be building blocks to that next level. Mm -hmm. And when we think about it, like with GSOC as a whole, it's been 10 years that Barry and I have been coaching and we were in two or three state championship finals before we actually, that we lost, you know? Like we have, mm-hmm. the you know, years of girls like showing up in that state final game and not being able to come away with the trophy. And the heartbreak in that, it's so hard for them. But then you see what it does down the road of how those building blocks kind of get you to where it is that you want to be. It is. I always think about, you know, in sports in general, when you make the playoffs, Every team that's there, just one is going to win the last game. Yeah. Everybody else is going to be heartbroken. Yeah. So think about what 16, 18 teams make. Yeah. 17 teams will be heartbroken. Only one will be doing that. So yeah. it is, uh, you know, a life experience for them and things yeah. like that. And as you guys, you know, sit there and you, and, you, and you coach girls and you see them grow, you know, from a freshman and, and very much like you don't cut freshmen. You start with everyone and then you kind of yeah. uh, grow them. Uh, what has been the most rewarding thing that you think, when you take a freshman and see them in the senior, is it on the field, off the field? I don't know if you maybe can share a story of someone yeah. that really like touched you and you can, and that's always seems to be interesting um, to hear. Yeah, no, my gosh, there's so many of them um, over the years. This is just a, a, like a simple small one that when we're just kind of like talking about making mistakes and kind of growing as individual and as players, like last year, so we, Annabelle Edwards, she's a junior for us this year. She's one of our junior captains. She's an absolute superstar. I'm sure everyone has heard about her and watch her. Uh, Was she the one who scored three goals in the final last yes, year? Yes, okay, right? That's so it. at the beginning of the season um, last year, right, so she comes in as a sophomore just off her freshman year. She was the only freshman that we took on varsity, and she plays um, left mid for us, uh, and we had ha- very high expectations for the impact that she can make on us offensively on the field. So she plays for her club team left back, right? So she's a defender at heart, and we're transitioning her to be – um, an off, uh, you know, to really be an attacking threat for her. So the first few games, you could tell she was frustrated and like really down on herself, and we're you know trying to figure it out. And um, for whatever reason, I was like in passing with her father, and her father's like, you know, I think it's really hard for Annabelle because she's used to being a defender. And when you make make a mistake as a defender, like that could be the game on the, the line, game. Right? Yeah. So for her, making mistakes wasn't necessarily. An option. So now here we are, you know, what we're asking her to do is to take on defenders left and right. We want her, we want her to drive. We want her to take players on one on one. And uh, for us, we're like, yeah, it's no big deal. She's going to make mistakes left and right. That's mm-hmm. what they do, right? They are always kind of trying to attack and take on players and they make mistakes left and right. And uh, like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh my God, that's why she's getting so frustrated right now. Like she doesn't understand that in this new role, you actually have so much freedom to be creative and to take on players. You take a lot more chances yeah, as a lot forward. Yeah, more chances. Like, and so, like, to your point, like, at the beginning of the season, her frustration 
and kind of getting down on herself. And then you look by the end of the season, the progression, she scores three goals in the finals. Um, once she started to kind of let that go and recognize it's okay, it's okay during the game, you know, to make mistakes and... Yeah, and it's a life lesson that's hard to teach a teenager, isn't it? It is. But they yeah. need to understand as they're going through life, understand that you know you are going to sometimes fail at things, but you always learn from that. Yeah. It's what you do and you take from that, yeah. and then you grow. And to your point, it was the beginning and the final score three goals. Yeah, yeah. So it's been amazing. Now, as you look at this season, um, and obviously no one wants to look ahead and talks about anything like that, but is anything other than the than the final a disappointment? I think the the disappointment of of any team like the only way that we can be disappointed is if we feel like we don't reach our full potential. Um, and I think we focus on like kind of the process and the progress and the wins. Those are things that those those will happen if it happens. But for us, it's about reaching our full fullest potential and kind of the progression throughout the season. So the only disappointment would be is if at the end of the day the players step off the field no matter what last game it is for them and they feel like, you know what, we we didn't quite accomplish what this team could potentially accomplish. So I think that would be the disappointment. So um, I mean you're number four in the state in the country, country right now. Country. The country. I said I state, I correct myself because I saw country. So I'm like I, I mean what's what what is the ceiling here? Because it's uh, it's like uh I, I know I follow every time I look and I, I think I mentioned Barrett is like we it, it's not about did they win, it's like by how much did they win. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure that there's got some like some tough competition between them and they keep pushing themselves. But this group this year, from what I've seen, it, it, it seems like they're, they're really gelling well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we've started off the season um, strong, but we have, again, it's about that progression. Like we've started out strong, but we've also recognized areas where we're going to be able to improve over mm-hmm. the next few weeks because we never want to peak too soon. That's a kind mm-hmm. of a, something that we've learned and then we really work on kind of that progression throughout the season. I think with us being ranked fourth in the country, what it's really done is kind of elevate and put on the stage um, the challenging FCAC um, league that we're in because that is something um, that I think has kind of been underestimated yeah. over over the years. And I think playing in the Class Double L Championship and you know playing in the FCAC really has prepared ourselves to be um, kind of known now on the national level. Yeah, I mean, I mean, last year you guys I think lost in the FCAC finals and went on a state run that was amazing. Yep. yep. Right, and I mean that has to. I mean, is the the FCAC is very important and it's very strong. Yep. It's a very strong mm-hmm. league, right? But that kind of prepares you for the state, yeah, right? When really you get there, you, you you're kind of like you already yeah. face a tough competition. And then a lot of the times we end up in the past, we end up. I mean, Richfield we faced twice in the FCAC, or twice in the state finals. You know, in prior years, like we end up in their semifinals, we had to play um, Fairfield Ward, which was like a crazy, challenging game. So our state final run. At this year was kind of fun because we got to play some other teams in the state, but a lot of the times it ends up being fellow FCAC teams that we come head playing, to head against. So we end up having to beat them three times, which is never an easy feat for any team. Yeah, to it can't like because yeah. you just end up knowing each other yeah, so well. It's hard. It's really right. Hard. It's really yeah. hard. So um, I want to ask one last question then about the FCAC and the states. I mean, as you look at your competition, do you who who do you guys think can challenge? Give you the biggest challenge for you guys this year. Um, I think St. Joe's is a team to really watch for right now. Okay. Um, they're, I think they're four or five games in, and they're smashing 
smashing team. So I think that's um, going to be a real challenge. I think that um, Greenwich has done really well this year. Um, we play them next week. We play Darien tomorrow, which is going to be a challenge. I mean, I, it's just team after team. When you're in the FSEC, then we have Ludlow. You know, Ward is always a tough team. But I think St. Joe's right now seems to be um, doing doing the best so far. Yeah, like we said in the beginning, they're going to come in wanting yeah. uh, to win that game. Yep. Right? Now, and I also look at, you know, if they do win, and if you if you don't go on the fit, what happens, it's like, it's almost for them, they feel like they've accomplished something. Yeah. And, you're, and, and your program, you guys are always looking ahead, like you said, to the last growth, wh- where's our potential. So that can really play in your favor too. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, two years ago when we were co-champs for state champs, um, we lost to Danbury during the, the middle of the season. No one, and, but that ended up being the turning point to the next um, kind of like getting us to the yeah. next level. I almost feel like having undefeated season is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, because it it's is. like you build up and then where you go, then anything that you do lose, you know, become. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I, I asked Barry this, and I want to get uh, your, your point to as well. You know, as your program is so successful, what advice would you give out to young girls who are out there playing rec, mm-hmm. right, playing club, and they're thinking that this program is like, you know, what do I do to be a part of it? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your advice for someone who's out there trying to listen um, right now? I think they have to love the sport they have to be super passionate about it it has to be like in them um and they have to they have to love being competitive i think that like not necessarily the winning is what we don't really focus on that we focus kind of on that that love for competition and we really like to thrive off of those moments when um you know the game is on the line so i think just love the sport love what you do have it be a part of you and and really thrive off of those competitive moments when um you know it's, it's just the game is on the line those are those are things that really are um important to our culture and it's amazing because you said that and barry said the same thing <laughs> and I, I feel like i i need to i know he yeah. said he ended the same way because That's i asked so him and he said it's about the love yeah right it's about really enjoying every minute that you're yeah. out there it yeah. doesn't matter if it's running and drill or yep. if it's scoring or going to state final it should be the same love that you're doing yeah. it so that seems like it comes yeah. across and so the leadership is intact yeah. there and, and one and just one more thing too i think that we thrive off of um is is your teammates like just you know playing for your teammates and playing for yourself like you know i think that's a big piece of it like love being a part of the team and help kind of raising the level of all the teammates it's it's it really is about maybe that unsung player that's cheering their teammate on the sideline getting them ready for the game right Mm -hmm. and then that's that's impressive yeah Mackenzie, thank you so much. It was a oh, pleasure having you here. You so much. We are going to end with our quick hits. We always end a podcast okay. like okay. this. Right. We're going to get you a little personal. Not too personal, okay. but we're going to get you some answers here to see if uh, it's what you got. So I'm going to give you a couple questions, answers, and you pick what comes to mind. Yeah. All right? So we start off texting or calling? Uh, texting. Morning person or night owl? Morning. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Favorite movie? Oh, I don't even... I love Remember the Titans. Yeah. Love that. Tacos or sushi? Sushi. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Beach or sightseeing? Beach, definitely. What is your hidden talent or skill? Um, I don't, I don't know if I have a hidden talent or skill. I don't know. I'm kind of open books to you, so right. excuse what you got. <laughs> the thing you're most proud of? Uh, my family, my kids. Yeah, my husband. If you could have dinner with any historical figure, dead or alive, who would it be? Um, my grandmother. I never met her. Uh, roller coasters or bumper car rides? Roller coasters. And if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Um, 
Just more kindness, love for everyone. Yeah, less hate. I would love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Mackenzie, thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. It was awesome. Yeah. Thanks.